Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williams, and this is the Locked On NFL Podcast. You might be surprised to be hearing from me right now, but it's a little over an hour before kickoff here on Sunday. Watched those two wildcard games yesterday. Figured I would recap those two games and then, uh, you know, get, get, get you in your earbuds a little earlier, you know. So let's start with Tennessee 22, Kansas City 21. And I know there's a lot of complaints about the refereeing. Yeah, it's probably warranted, but I don't think that's why they lost this game. Um, I think two big injuries were, were huge. And give Tennessee credit. I mean, sticking with Henry, I think, was very important here. But as the game went, and it was 14 nothing before you knew it. I mean, it was 21-3 at the half. Kansas City was rolling. This looked like a blowout. I will say Alex Smith was playing fantastic. Had a great first half. Um second half was much uglier for him, but I'm not sure I blame him. So I think Smith, and what might have been his last game as a Chief, really played well, especially early on, got out the lead. You thought this thing was in the bag. Then the Kelsey injury happened, and I don't think that's a coincidence at all of that's when the game changed, at least for when Kansas City has the ball. If you're going to play, we talked about this Friday, and I talk about it a lot with Gronkowski and Steelers Patriots and all these things. But if you're going to play a lot of man coverage as Tennessee likes to do, yeah, Dory Jackson's at a disadvantage against Tyreek Hill. But the guy that really causes problems is Kelsey. And when Kelsey came out of the game, you were able to help against the deep ball a lot more. You were able to put more people in the, against the run. And maybe more importantly, it sure seemed to me that Dick LeBeau started dialing up a lot more blitzes too. That they started coming after Smith heavily in the second half, and they got home. I mean, they made him force the ball out of his hands quickly. Um, I thought Jarrell Casey, as usual, was a great player basically start to finish, but then the pass rush joined him as the second half went on and as Kelsey was out. I do think there's a legitimate complaint to say you have the league's leading rusher in Kareem Hunt, and you only gave him 11 carries. And even late in the game, as Tennessee's, you know, this fierce comeback, why not just lean on your run game as the Titans did shorten the game? And I know, and we said this Friday, going into the game, that the recipe against Tennessee is not to run the ball. But you got to do what you do. And... You know, we saw the dividends of sticking with a running game. And um, also, I think it's certainly noteworthy that Kansas City dropped some key passes, including Hill, who is usually very shorthanded. Uh, Orson, the tight end. I mean, you got to think if that was Kelsey, well, how different that play goes. So, I mean, I think you can be sort of critical of what the Chiefs did. But some of it, I think, was because the Kelsey injury was huge. And then the Chris Jones injury, I think, was substantial, too. Is The Titans started to roar back almost when he went out, too. And he's their best big man, for sure. Um, Mariota started a little rocky. Offense, well, to say the least. I mean, the, the, the offense was nowhere to be found for a long time. But they kept sticking with Henry. And if you noticed, everything was to the left. Up the middle to the left. They didn't attack the right. They didn't attack the right side of the of the Chiefs' offense at all. They found matchups that they liked in the run game, and Henry was really good. And Henry was breaking off tackles. Um, 
that's what you have. That's where he has to be. I mean, anyone that's listening to this podcast know I've been preaching for this for a very long time. Like, DeMarco Murray's not very good. I mean, this is what you need to be. I also don't think it is an is an accident. This is another thing I've been preaching that when they went hurry up and spread things out a little more and let Mariota be Mariota from his Oregon days, he started to heat up and he started to make throws. He also made a nice catch, <laughs> which was a crazy play. You know, that was fortuitous. There's no question about that. But he also made a great block to spring Henry late in the game when it mattered most. Uh, a complete game by Mariota. I guess you could say that too, because he ran very effectively, very smart as well. Early on, I was saying, why aren't they designing more runs for Mariota? More, you know, have him use his feet a little bit more. So I think that pairing really, really showed up well for Tennessee. Uh, as did Casey, as did some bounces for sure. Um, collectively, you know, he threw to what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different guys caught a, caught passes from Mariota yesterday. Uh, Delaney Walker had the most six for seventy four. And I thought that they attacked the field, middle of the field, well. And I think that's probably where Mariota's most comfortable passing. Um, but I don't have a lot more to throw in there. I mean, I, I think that there was some key things in this game that changed throughout the course of the game. Those injuries had a lot to do with it. And a guy like Dick LeBeau is going to adjust accordingly and really did. And you can, part of me says, and I've been rough on the Titans staff, but part of me says... Let's give Malarkey and people credit for sticking with Henry and um, not going away from it, even though you were down 21-3 at the half. Part of me says, why haven't you been doing this all year? I mean, uh, that's frustrating to me. Or why aren't you playing to Mario's strengths more? They got the win in a really tough environment. I didn't see that coming. And kudos to Tennessee. I mean, they're moving on. All right, so as you may have figured out, I got both these games wrong picking. Um, Falcons win 26-13 and certainly deserved it. Um, they were clearly the better team. Rams came out very sluggish, especially on offense. I don't know, is it playoff jitters? Is it coming off a bye? We've seen that a lot this year. Teams come off the bye, begin games really slow. But the number one story to me is the special teams problems. I mean, Farrow Cooper was a double agent in this game. And right off the bat, I mean, 10 points they basically gifted the Falcons in this game on special teams, which never was seen coming. I mean, if you told me maybe the biggest reason the Rams lost the game was special teams, I've been like, ah, that new kicker couldn't make anything, ganking them left and right, shankopotamus. No, it's a return game and giving the ball away. And, oh, by the way, Matt Bryant was unbelievable, and he's, like, my age. Good for him. Um, good game plan, though, by the Falcons, too. That when they had the ball, they ran the ball efficiently. You know, between Freeman and Coleman, they went over 100 yards, but they didn't average a lot on the ground. It was not – you would think that they would have ran better against the Rams defense that can, can be had. Um, but they did certainly find success – attacking the perimeter of the defense as opposed to just going right up the gut and going against Donald and those guys. We'll get to him in a minute. But I did think they had some some success on perimeter runs, which isn't the, the strength of the, the Rams' pass or run defense. Um, let's just talk about Donald right off the bat. He was a wrecking machine, as I expected. 
he was just about as good as I would have thought, and I think he's the best defensive player in the league, and those guards are a problem. But the Falcons knew this, and as disruptive as he was and as great as he was, Matt Ryan got the ball out of his hands very quick, and it was all about run after catch and get it out now because they knew they had big problems. And Julio had a very nice game. I mean, statistically, he caught 9 for 94, but I think they threw at him only 9 or 10 times, and he caught all of them. Sanu, late in the game, breaks one open with a run after the catch type of play. They got the backs reasonably involved, four catches between the two of them. An efficient day by the offense overall. That, But the other side of the ball maybe is had more to talk about. In that Goff put up better numbers than Ryan, but Ryan played better and executed the game plan more. Atlanta's D was really, really good in this game. I mean, Deion Jones, to me, was the, the story of the game, the, the best player out there. But the speed of Atlanta's defense really, really showed up. I thought their defensive backs collectively, Trufant, Alford, played great games, consistently batting down passes and the, you know a lot of PBUs. I didn't see the numbers, but I'm sure there's a lot of PBUs in this game. Um, didn't allow big plays. So that, that group was really good. And let's talk about Gurley, too. I mean, wasn't a lot of room for him. 14 carries, 101 yards, but a couple of those were on big runs. So I thought that they did pretty well bottling him up in the running game. Still, only 14 carries. Maybe he should have carried the ball more the more I think about it. But the receiving version of Gurley was really lacking here. A couple drops. That kind of reminds me of the Cooper turnovers. Um, guys all over him. I mean, nothing after the catch. I mean, a huge staple. A couple of things that you always see from the Rams this year. Run after the catch. And Gurley's the most, you know, to blame for this or the, the, the most notorious of this. Didn't have any of that in this game. Meanwhile, Atlanta kind of did. Um, didn't see much in the way of play action or much of the screen game, which surprised me too. I mean, those are staples of what the Rams do. And obviously that reflects, or that, you know, also goes back to Gurley. Because the Falcons were rushing the passer well. Uh, I mean, so I would have liked to seen them slow slow down the pass rush a little bit with more screens, maybe a draw here and there. Um, I'm a big Andrew Whitworth fan, but not his best day, you know, just to say the least. I mean, he really, uh, he did have a tough day against that speed off the edge. So the better team won. I mean, there's no way around that. I, I thought Woods had a nice day. Um, that last play basically uh, I mean Deion Jones basically mugged Sammy Watkins I don't know how that wasn't called considering what gets called for pass interference nowadays but it wouldn't have mattered I mean Atlanta deserved this win went in there and got it um what else do I got on this one I had a couple couple notes but I think that's pretty much it I mean I, I seem like I buzzed through that pretty quick but I sold Atlanta short I mean I'm pretty certain of that I'm unimpressed with how the Rams came out in this game, and they seemed to get away from their bread and butter on offense, and the special teams was absolutely killer. Um, but this is a an organization that you Rams fans should be pretty happy. I mean, now Atlanta goes to Philly, and here it sits, you know, noon on Sunday. I don't know the lines or anything, but I got to think Atlanta's favored in that game. Yeah, Matt Ryan returns home. They're all of a sudden a scary NFC team, you know, that they, you know, they had, they certainly have the been there, done it factor. Business-like win on the road with a good game plan, well-coached. 
So I'm impressed. Hats off to the Falcons. 